What's up guys? Welcome to this new edition. Working with a phenomenal group, K9. I gotta say you guys really take it to the level of motivation where I don't have to search for anything and I'm really proud in collaborating with K9 in this series that we're about to pump out. I call it a, uh, it's kind of a spin-off of the Truth Podcast. Laying it down, you know how the general lays it down, AK Lambo Jack. And so, I mean, Slick, it's good to uh, to have you here. Thank you. In my, uh, and I call it my den. <laughs> and so, I uh, know you guys got a series of questions that you want to ask to Jen. And I want you guys to know that I don't script anything that we do. There is no scripts ever. I free flow like Eminem. So whatever you lay on me, I lay it out. And so there is no scripting at all. So I just like to just lay it down. And I call it the gospel according to me. So I like to do a little opening and say for all you guys out there are going to get, you know, pee-pee hearted or whatever. I'm not for everybody. You know, I'm like, I tell it, it's like Andrew, Andrew Tate meets Mike Tyson or mm-hmm. Steve Jobs. So uh, again, you know, this is the gospel according to me. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing the interview with us, bro. You know, like I always appreciate all the love you show us and everything at K9. You know, from the first day we met you and you're doing the interview with Reels, like it was all genuine. You know, I never felt like, oh, I have to like um, be nervous around this guy or something. It's just cool guy. You know, people see you, they wouldn't expect you to be like that chill yeah. about everything. You know, just tell you just respect like hard work and or people who try, try hard and try yeah. in uh, honestly. You know what I mean? Um so, yeah, we have a few questions for you, bro. Um, the first one, I'm going to touch on something we were just talking about, that 48-hour rule first, because I liked where that was going. So let's start back from the beginning of that. You know, explain the 48-hour rule and, like, why it's important and, you know, if somebody doesn't respond. like. And know. I'm going to really go to this generation, right? I think when you're able to work, and I'm going to put myself on a pedestal here, when you're able to work with an individual of my caliber in this state, I tell people I'm the LeBron James. So there's nothing to talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. Um if you're requesting something at my level and they don't respond within 48 hours, you're, you're dead to me. Mm-hmm. There's no coming back. So you have to take initiative. And the reason I'm here where I'm at today is the moment I see an opportunity, I can take myself back to 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. The moment I saw the opportunity, I just struck. Mm-hmm. I struck like a hungry Julian Tiger. Yeah. So... I don't need a lot of fucking motivation. I just go for it. And I think what the lack is, but I made the 48-hour rule for the rest of everybody. And I'm like, if you can't get shit done in 48 hours, response, uh, uh, call back. I'm old school, man. I pick up the phone, I call your ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You saw when you came here, I'm like, stick where you at. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. So I, I think that's been lost. And that's the 48-hour rule. But a lot, a lot of the old school ways are the actual ways to do it. Because like, for instance, when I first hired Silas, like, he didn't uh, want to call anyone. Like a lot of you generation, they always text, you know, even Destiny. So I would like literally get actually mad at them for texting and not calling because I know like high level entrepreneurs like yourself, like you really don't have time to read like a whole paragraph. No. You, know? you skim no, it, you know, because no. even I skim it, you know yeah. what I mean? So calls are very important. A lot of the old school ways are important. Like we're even doing like flyer and traditional marketing now, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what, what do you think like this generation the newer generation entrepreneurs, like the whole hype culture behind it. Cause now it's like a popular thing, you know, to be entrepreneur. So 
What do you think that they lost that you guys have that? Well, you know, you know the thing is about this. Like, so I'm still in the new school, right? But I still got the old school ways. Yeah. I feel like I got to train with a lot of people that were so much older than me. I look at my first trainer, right? And I was seven, 16 years old. And he was 45. He was literally in muscle and fitness. I mean, just a beast of animal. Mm-hmm. I think I was able to learn from that generation. I think even my generation's fucking asleep too in a lot of ways. But this is what I this is what I got to kind of bring back to this, right? I think that everybody wants to go to the top and they see this, but they don't see the amount of work and time that I put in seven years working for somebody in the industry mm-hmm. and being the top in that number one in everything that I've ever done. So when I launched a harmonics, I had already had years of experience in proving myself before I got here. Mm-hmm. Everyone calls themselves a fucking entrepreneur. And what are you an entrepreneur of? Mm-hmm. Your bedroom? Yeah. No. You know, I saw this stupid ass shit one day on Instagram. It's like the office that we used to look for. And it's like this, or there's, you're looking out this New York window and then it's a bed when the fucking thing's all thrown with a laptop. I've seen that meme recently. Okay. You know, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I ain't in an office. That's not an office, dude. Yeah, no. That just tells me you're fucking semi-okay with a laptop. Yeah, yeah. But no one's going to give a fuck. You're not pushing billions. Yeah. You're not Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. Not, that kind of mentality is just dumb. But that's a new school mentality. They're trying to show like, oh, to be a millionaire now, you could just live like shit. But that doesn't translate into your life being good. You I, know I just I mean? call that the snowflake bill yeah <laughs> you know what i mean i won't go too deep because i don't want to put him on blast but like i know a guy he has a picture he's a producer right he makes beats and he has a picture with the famous artist right and he goes around he shows everyone this picture right so he's always embellishing that like his old trophies you know what i mean i wanted to kind of like touch on that like how important it is to like stay current and actually be true to what you say well, i'm gonna i'm gonna like i don't want to cut you off there, mm-hmm. but i'm gonna tell you something, okay you're only as good as your last fight if yeah. you're fucking showing a picture from fucking 2013 and you haven't reinvented yourself, then there's something wrong. Yeah. I think, you know, the whole thing, you know, my famous line, you know, documentation beats conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm always weary of someone always telling me something and they can't show me shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm the kind of guy that if you're telling me you've done this big audacious goals, then your shoes, your belt, your car, and where you live better actually show that. Right. Yep. Better add up. If I'm walking into your fucking studio apartment and you're telling me you've done this, I'm looking at you, then you made some fucking mistakes along the way, or you got a gambling problem. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I really feel that, you know, bullshit, it's when you build something on concrete, it's going to hold. It's like this building, it's going to hold. When you build something on straw, like the three little pigs, mm-hmm. and a little, the wolf comes in and blows it, your, your bullshit's going to fall. So, I mean, why do you want to build behind lies and, and fake it till you make it, mm-hmm. and then you can't show it? Like, it doesn't make any sense, right? That's why I like weight training, right? Or I even like when we go boxing. It's like either you can either you know it or you don't. That's mm-hmm. why I like going to the bank, right? When you go to the bank <laughs> and you're going to pull a loan or a mortgage or you need to do something, um, you're proving to them. I'm at the point where I don't prove shit. They're seeking me out. Yeah. Saying, hey, mm-hmm. Jack, do you want to borrow a few million dollars? Do you want to do this? And so I think that the generation has come to a point that's like this whole, I call it filters, right? I, I used to let, watch this guy. I can't remember his name right now, but all these girls would be like, I want to do this whole thing. And they, and they come in and they'd be like, you know what? I need to see a video of you. Or I need to see you in person because you look at the filter and it's not who it is. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's called yeah. the filter life. That's what I used to talk about a lot, the filter yeah. life. So mm-hmm. you're filtering your face. You're filtering your money. You're filtering your lifestyle. Yep. And you really ain't shit. Everything's fake nowadays, yeah. bro. Like 90% But the general ain't fake, baby. 100% yeah. authentic right here. And that's why we chose to do this, yeah. you know, because this is, you can't fake 
this SV, you no, know what I mean? No, you can't fake no. it. So this right here is so real that it's no question. You know what I mean? Like there's people, they might, as I said before, it's like they might have one Lambo try to sell you a course or something. Could be rented, you know, like 5K a month or something. But this is the real deal. And that's why I appreciate it. And the Snowflake series, will, I think, will help shine light on helping people because it's an epidemic. Like there's a lot of business owners I work with and they show me people online. And like, oh, look at this guy, look at it. And I can identify right away that they're fake, faking something, uh, most of the things, their lifestyle, the way they talk, just everything I could tell. And I, I think I might have a good radar for that because I've helped people not get scammed by fake people. Like a guy, um, I'm not gonna say his name, but he tried to scam like $8,000 courses back to back and shit like that, mm -hmm. you know? So I just think like it's really important to be the real deal, to show people what the real deal is, you know? And kind of just always like, be true because that's a lot of problems right now is people are very untrue to themselves and i think it helps them it doesn't help them it, it hurts other people you know what i mean yeah yeah and yeah. i think that the problem is is uh you know you got to do the old uh trust but verify right one of the presidents i can't right now off the top of my head but it's like trust but verify <clears throat> and i think when you live by that approach like i'm gonna tell you right now half the shit that comes out of that generation for me I literally take it with a grain of salt and I, I don't even respond anymore because at the end of the day, I'm like, I, I don't got time. You know, I, I got a famous story I tell people, right? If I want to go to the circus and see clowns, I want to buy tickets. Yeah. I'm not inviting clowns into my world. Yeah. Right? So no need for that. Yeah. And, you know, and people are like, oh, I can do this for you. I'm like, what can you do for me? I don't need shit. Hmm. I'm like, not looking for anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. And it kind of leads me to my next point. Like, uh, a lot of people I see now, like, okay, people who are actually doing it, a lot of the holdups is, like, most of the issues we have with employees or anything are always due to, like, their personal life, like, especially relationships, mm -hmm. you know? So I wanted to ask you the question, like, most of these young guys are so overly focused on being with someone, you know what I mean? Like, just literally being with someone that they will not show up or to work because they're sad over their girlfriend being mad you know what i mean so how important do you think it is really to have a partner and you want to be a high level entrepreneur i'm gonna hit it for you hard okay i'm gonna go hard i think for me i think as a man and this is like i said it's not for everybody no i really i pretty much really focused on myself all the way to the age of 30 years old um i think i built myself no kids no no drama i dated and stuff but the women that I dated in my time period in my 20s, uh, one very specific, still one of my best friends, in just amazing person, um, we just knew. Like, we knew, like, you know what? Jack's a fucking Viking. Mm -hmm. And when I got to move my Viking ships and conquer, mama's not crying at home. Mm -hmm. You got the wrong woman. If you, if you don't got someone's going to support you, you got the wrong woman. But I think the reason that these women are like that, I don't even blame them. I really think it's the fucking men. I think the men are so weak today that the women feel so insecure because yeah. they're wanting, you know, I, I, I take, I take someone on a date. I'm, I'm buying the meal. Yeah. If I invite you here, I'm taking you to the movies. I'm i uh, I'm picking you up. Mm -hmm. All those virtues have been lost. Yeah. And so you got all this whole situation. You got these slick dick motherfuckers out there. Right. Mm -hmm. And they don't do shit. Yeah. And I mean, they can't even fight. And so you're talking, so it's just this whole feminine. So I tell most of these females, you're in a lesbian relationship. Yeah. No, right? it's, it's facts though. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think that the men are so weak. That's why we're producing that. A woman can't be in her true femininity if there's not a masculine man, right? Facts. There's masculinity and then there's me, an alpha, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 
I uh, like I always go back to that story when the guy, first guy that interviewed me and was talking about like you know that I call it the hip hop culture, and you look at most billionaires, all billionaires, they got one woman, they're solid, a solid woman behind yep. them. That home life is solid. You can't have a stupid life. Like it's not going to work for you. No, right. Mm -hmm. I think the infrastructure is not there, and I think that's what's been lost. I think respect has been lost. I think uh, a lot of people are in like I call it the lifeville. Mm -hmm. You know, they're in, they're lying about their life. They're lying yeah. about who they are. I mean, lying if you want to be a lion, mm -hmm. say you're a lion. This is what I want to do, and be truthful with your partner. They're going to respect you more than if you're out there running game. You know, I one thing I see in your generation that I think drives me nuts is. They got a girl, and I was like, I love you, Stacy. You're the best girl in the world. Mm -hmm. And then they're hollering at some other girl and using the same words, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, how does that woman even distinguish that she's the one cooking or cleaning or being there for you, but you're telling the same words to this other female, Yeah, right? Yeah. That's weak culture, mm -hmm. right? I truly believe in my mind, only one woman can own your heart, your mind, and your soul. Yeah. And so you should not be using, like if you're not, I'm saying, say you have an open relationship, but you're not using those words to that female. Like at yeah. the end of the day, that female knows, it's like this, right? That car's in this garage and that other car's outside. There's a huge difference, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Huge and I difference. think that, I think what's going on is most people just, all the lines are all blurred now. It's just called blurred lines and yeah. I'm more of a bold line kind of motherfucker, right? It's a bold line. Well, so. your, your words mean something. Oh, my yeah. words mean a lot. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what do you think led to that? Like the we, the demasculinity of men and not being about I think words. I think society has really popped a culture and like TV and yeah. uh, I really believe that parents probably were raised strict and they're like, how that? oh, I want to give more to my kids and- you know what the real problem is? Kids ain't getting spanked. They're not getting their ass kicked. There's no, there's no accountability. Yeah, especially little boys. Yeah, you know they they don't um they don't have it rough anymore. Yeah. You know, like and they literally don't get beat. It's like illegal or something. I think you know. Well, I don't know about that. I'm gonna tell you this: illegals. I'm telling you, I'm gonna run my shift the way I run it. Yeah. And my whole world's about producing monsters, right? Yeah. I don't care about the status quo, about what's out there, or what's this, or what's that. I think at the end of the day, if you're out there, you see your son or your daughter, and she's acting out. It's literally a reflection of who you are and the weakness that you are as a man. I think that yeah. as a man, you should be the disciplinary and your woman, your girlfriend, your wife, or whatever, should be able to be the soft spot. And that man should be able to rise to that occasion and be like, you know what? Listen to your little fucker. If you get out of line, this is what's going to happen. I think that it's like that's like employees. I think when you meet me and you see my personality, mm -hmm. even with you guys, you guys automatically have an eminent respect for me. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I don't have to demand it. I don't have to say anything. You yeah, just facts. know. Mm -hmm. There's a no bullshit kind of mentality, right? Yeah. And I think that you don't pretend that. You have to actually be it. And people are going to see that, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you, I've become a, a household name in this city, in this state, and I never tried to do it. Just people knew this is how this guy does it. There's no bullshit. You know, I was saying, like, I don't go in front of the camera much. And, you know, I met a lot of celebrities, a lot of people. I don't really even take pictures with them at all. And they always ask me to. Um, a little bit of that is because, like, in my head, I feel like if you do enough, you don't need to, like, really put yourself out there. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm doing the right thing. But I also feel like there's people, as I was saying before, like, they'll overly do it. So they'll purposely, like, go to just say a concert and they'll take a picture and they'll use it. 
So do you think like I'm doing the right thing by not being out there at all and just letting the work happen? I don't think there's a right or wrong. I think there's a choice, right? Yeah. So you can, I mean, when I was coming up in the game, people used to like to use uh, Jack, be humble, be this, be that, and try to make me feel bad. Like I'm a pretty like out there individual, right? Like I have mm -hmm. that Floyd Mayweather mentality. I got that like athlete mentality. I just love it. And I'm not going to be the guy fucking taking pictures of people, but I'm going to be taking pictures of what I do, right? Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's not a, to answer your question directly, there's not a right or wrong. It's a preference. I think if you do it, if that's your thing, like, you know, I want to take a picture with uh, 50 Cent and I like him because of this or, mm -hmm. or Floyd Mayweather or so Mike Tyson. And it's because it's like you're documenting that time in, in that period in time. Yeah. Then I think it's cool, right? It's like taking your picture with your favorite car. But I think the situation that you're talking about is for you, it's turning you off because people are pretending to be more than what they are. Yeah. And that's what it is. But then I think then it fucks guys like you up where you're like, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to show it. So everything is a balance, right? Everything is a balance. Mm -hmm. So all the way over here is not right. And I think two shelter here is not right. You get a balance. But then again, it's choice. You know, I like my steaks very lightly seasoned, mm -hmm. medium. Yeah. You might yeah. like your shit rare. A yeah. lot of sauce on it. I don't know, but it's not right or wrong. But uh, there's no right or wrong for it. Fast. But I think if you're bullshitting, you're just bullshitting. People are gonna see it through it, and you're just gonna look like a laughing stock, like period. You know what I mean? There's, like yeah. Said, you know what I'm trying to tell you? Yeah, I just I just think a lot of people nowadays like their bullshit radars off because I see a lot of high level, higher level people get fooled all the time. You know. But but you know this is I'm gonna give you this. They're not really high level. Hmm. You see them high Maybe level. Maybe high level monetarily. And, like then a little even, bit, and they're a little probably bit. not even high level monetary. <laughs> not like you, not like you. But you see what I'm trying to tell you? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm trying to say is I think they're doing okay mm -hmm. and they're doing well and you're not like a hater, but I don't, you're not, when you get to very high level individuals, the IQ is very high. Mm. And that IQ really translates to every single thing. And so I think you're seeing very small things on the service on the surface, mm -hmm. but if we peel back that onion, it's not really what you think it is. Okay. So I think you're even getting fucking fucked. I'm, I'm getting full a little bit. You're getting, you know, trying to <laughs> And so I think that's what it really is because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, unless like it's guys that have been like a rapper or an athlete or mm -hmm. they go to success in on a talent, mm -hmm. but if you're really a business entrepreneur and you've gotten there, it's not gonna be bullshit. Like for me, you know what I like about real estate? that the numbers are up, right? The numbers are up. And one mm -hmm. of my really good friends uh, grew up with him and, and he saw me coming up in the weight training game and it's Joe Myers, right? And mm -hmm. you look at Joe, there's nothing to talk about. He's on the top of the fucking game in real estate. Yeah, yeah. The numbers are there. Yeah, I've heard of so, so there's no bullshit to talk about, right? Yeah. Then you got friends like my, my one of my world best friends, Michael Montoya, CGI, and he's very, no one even knows about him. <laughs> so you got to understand like I know what high vibrational humans look like to the ones who are like actors. Yeah. Okay, right. I see. They're mm -hmm. still trying to figure it out. They're, they're, they're always in addition. Yeah. They're auditioning for life. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? They think, they think their life is like some sort of fancy reality show. Or they something. don't even think that they're <laughs> actually hoping that you think that they're just, you know what I'm trying to tell you? <laughs> yeah. It's the filter life. Yeah. It's right? true. And I think that's why like, I really like working with you compared to like other people because there's not um like you kind of see things the same way like see through people you know what i mean like it's not like 
uh, you're showing me like, oh, look at this guy. Like, and I'm looking at him and it's like, bro, you're getting fooled by this guy, bro. Mm -hmm, you know what mm -hmm, I mean? Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, there's people out there, you know, like I, I, I have issues sometimes. Like if I go in rooms of lots of people, like I have to like kind of take a breath and then go in. You know what I mean? Like it just, that's just how I've been. Like anxiety? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. However, I've never let it stop me from entering the room, right? right? So, but now like people, like we have a family friend, he couldn't come to church with us because he had anxiety when he walked in and we're arguing with um, her sister about like, she's like, oh, well, I have it really bad. I'm like, bro, I have it bad too, but it's never stopped me from anything. So what like mental health is like the new thing. It's also, I think it's a little bit real, but I know it's, it's something for me personally that I, I just overcome like anytime, like, you know, there's been periods in my life where whatever, I might have been a little depressed or whatever, but it's never stopped me, right? Or it might have slowed me down. I'm not going to say one day it didn't slow me down. Right, 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 I mean? right, right, right. But it never stopped me. So what's your opinion on this overly um, coddling mental health thing now? You know, everyone has anxiety and they I, can't come to work. I really think that it's a mindset. And I really believe that it's literally self-made. Yeah. And I think that at the end of the day, that I think the generation behind the the, the phone or the email and all that shit mm -hmm. didn't have a lot of human interaction, and that's why you have that anxiety, right? Like, like I like to expose young people immediately to people to adults, like so you're talking and mm -hmm. you're there. And I think that's the problem. I think a lot of parents weren't present. Yeah. In your guys' generation. And you were left to kind of raise yourself behind a screen. And you just didn't get the fuck out there and start playing with dirt. Mm. You're in there in the video game series. And you're like, you're building this virtual world that doesn't exist. And you get into real life and you're not going to survive. Yep. You know, I, that's what it really is. I think that, that there's so many people I've met that have anxiety. And I've actually worked with them and have helped them actually overcome it. Mm -hmm. Right? Using what I call neuro-linguistic programming. Uh, uh, you know, weight training, like that physical aspect that I tell you. Mm -hmm. And I think that you got to kind of overcome it. Yeah. And you're never going to be in situ situations that make you comfortable, don't really get, gain you shit. Facts. It's the mm -hmm. ones that are really uncomfortable is where you gain stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I think you mentally know going in, like you have to be on your toes, like because you could possibly gain something from the situation, Correct. you know? Correct. Yeah. So I, I, and I was thinking, like, well, I was talking to Destiny yesterday, like, how you were saying a lot of it is, um, I, I also think, and you can tell me what you think about this, like in society, people are so like coddling of mental health that they make it worse because I've seen people with anxiety, for instance, our family friend. And then when his girlfriend came, she coddles him. You know what I mean? She's like, oh no, you have to go sit in the car. You have to go home. It's hard. But when he had it with us, we were like, bro, shut up. Like, just come sit in church with us. Literally, that's what we said yeah. in yeah. the church, right? And he came, he sat, and he was fine, you know? But then when his girlfriend's there now, he had to leave. He had to go home. He had to take his pill. You know what I mean? So what do you think leads people to be overly sensitive to like mental health? So it starts when you're two years old, right? Well, if you're a two-year-old and you fall and mm -hmm. mama's picking you up, this is why there's been a lack of strong male figures raising men, mm -hmm. right? Like, you're not going to fall and I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, what happened to you? I'm like, get your ass up. Yeah. I can look at you yep. and say, is he cut? Is there a crack on his head? What's going on? Get your ass up. Yep. And I think that at the end of the day that that culture's died. And so you're really looking like a two-year-old for affirmation. So mm. you're sitting there and you're getting affirmed with the pill yep. and your girlfriend's like sitting in the car. Like if I was that girl, I'd be like, fucking, I'm out of here. Yeah. No, that's facts, fucking weak facts, sauce. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think that, uh, I would literally 
like to me that's just too much of a weak deal it, like it, it is right yeah like it you is. know what i'm trying to say like what are you gonna do yeah it's, the it's wolf, weakness. the wolf shows up on your fucking doorstep you're gonna hide you're gonna get a pill yeah are you gonna let him eat your family mm-hmm. no right and if a female coddles you i think as a male i think you might like go into like a regression you know and mm-hmm. actually believe it because she's like kind of your crutch in a way you know what i mean well it's been proven scientifically right you look at the every single dog mm-hmm. is literally a descendant of a wolf Mm-hmm. but it's literally years of actually mo- evolution of that dog. So if I take Armani, my little Shih Tzu, mm-hmm. he's not going to be able to evolve back to a wolf. No, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what's happening in society, slowly. And we're literally we're literally evolving to Shih Tzus. Oh. And so, you know, yeah. there's a few of those out there like now. I look at life, right, and I look at the population, and I, I like to fuck around like with your buddy, and I'm like, you guys are lucky that I'm not in the scene anymore <laughs> yeah. because you wouldn't stand a fucking chance. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm taking all your chicks. Yeah. You're going to be crying in the fucking corner because when I come in, it's like a killer whale coming in the water. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. That's when I talk to guys and they're like, I've, I've, ne- I've had this issue. I can't find a female. I'm like, I've never had that problem. No, for real. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know yeah. what the fuck that problem is. Yeah, no. Right? Mm-hmm. I posted something the other day. Andrew Tate's like, you know what? If you're out there and you're like, you want the greatest car, the most beautiful women, whatever, it's going to evolve. That's exactly the, it's kind of the mindset. Mm-hmm. And then am I going to work for it? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to tell you? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you want this level of female or you want this level of car, what are you going to do to rise to it? Or, yeah. Or what makes you feel that you deserve it? Mm-hmm. Right? Do you have a technique to even get it? Well, I don't even fuck the technique. <laughs> it's like this, right? You're a little skinny fuck or some little chubby bitch. <laughs> And then you want to take, you want to go out there and critique a woman and be like, oh, she's this and she's that. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking in my mind like, well, have you fucking looked in the mirror? No, for real. Right? For real, yeah. Your mouth mm-hmm. does not match what you're talking about. Yeah. Right? Now, if you're 5'3 and a fucking multimillionaire, when you stand in your wallet, you're seven foot tall. Mm-hmm. When you take your shirt off, you got a six pack. <laughs> but if you don't got that, you better shut the fuck up. You better. Yeah. So I laugh. I tell a lot of females... If this motherfucker's critiquing you, what does he bring to the table? Yeah. Who is he? And very often, nothing. Ain't shit. Yeah. 95% of the time. It's because they're jealous, mm-hmm. right? When people have opinions, it's because they're jealous or there's an insecurity with them mm-hmm. or whatever. And so, like, uh, you got to really think about that. When someone's critiquing you, then you got you to gotta ask what you, what's going on. Look, I, this is what I lead with in my life. God's greatest gift to men or females facts mm-hmm. god's greatest gift yeah so we as men our responsibility is to provide for them protect them love them and just nurture them yeah period mm-hmm. end of fucking story yeah right when you are a fucking woman beater or you're fucking a piece of shit or you're this and all that you don't belong in society you don't you're, you are literally the weakest humans ever yeah and yeah. so mm-hmm. when i see things like that I right away think to myself, man, you're just just a weak human. Yeah. And so I I really truly feel that at the end of the day, and I'm not gonna sit here and be like I was the greatest fucking man in the world, right? You know what? Mm. I've had my shortcomings, but I can admit to my shortcomings. But I'm gonna tell you this right now is that I've always been a provider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always a provider. Like every the, time. Like no one, no girl that's ever dated me is gonna come in and say, oh my god, he wasn't a provider. Yeah. Or he wasn't a protector. Or he wasn't this. No. There's no reason that you can't be tough as shit 
and then behind closed doors also be nurturing and loving. Yeah, I agree. Do you understand what I'm trying yeah. to tell you? Mm -hmm. I'm the hardest motherfucker you're going to meet. I mm -hmm. promise you that. One of them for sure. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to, at the end of the day, do you want to sit there and your, your children or your wife or your girlfriend, your grandma to be like, you know what? When I see it with the general, I sit with him, he's one of the kindest men ever. Light went off. So. Is it still recording though? Yeah, honestly, okay. it doesn't really look bad. Okay. Um. I think that that's really the factor, right, is that ultimately my whole feeling is how do children respond to you? How do animals respond to you? How does grandma respond to you? How do moms respond to you? Yeah. It really matters to me. Right? Yeah. You know, I got a famous line and I tell people this and this is where I like no one really gets to me. They're like, you know, I had a, an ex tell me one time, you're like the Terminator. And I thought, am I like the Terminator? No, I'm just, I don't, I'm not open to stupidity. Right. Good. And so my philosophy is this. When the general wakes up in the morning, right, mm -hmm. and he looks in that mirror, he doesn't give fucking two cents what you think about him. Mm. Yeah. I only care what God thinks about me. Facts. That's it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Everyone else, I don't give fucking two cents. Yeah. And Your so opinions are shit. You see what I'm trying mm -hmm. to tell you? But I think but I care about what my family thinks about me. Yeah. I, I I'm I'm gonna care what my significant other says about me. I'm going to care about what my children think about me. I'm going to mm -hmm. care about what my dog thinks about me. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I call it the trusted circle. Yeah. Because right? that's a reflection of you. Exactly. <laughs> so your circle, look, when I'm walking around in life and you see, and I can look across and a, and a, and a girl's walking around with so much confidence mm -hmm. and she's looking at life, that's a reflection of that man. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Period. Yeah, because he's the one kind of creating that environment. Exactly. That's why I feel like in my house and even in my business, like when I do things or I slow down, I notice literally like uh, my employees will slow down at the same rate. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> if I drink or something, I'll notice everyone else starts drinking. If mm -hmm. I stop drinking, everyone else stops drinking. Mm -hmm. And they're not, I don't think they're doing it consciously. I feel like it's a subconscious thing to like being the leader of the household or the inner circle or whatever. You know what I mean? This is why, as a leader, you want to create culture, mm -hmm. like the Spartan culture. So even if you fall, the culture continues living on. Fact. So I'm a, I study a lot of great generals, right? And mm -hmm. so you look at General Santa Ana, the, he had the greatest and largest army ever known to man, which is the Mexican army. And you look at how he lost, and that's because he held all the secrets and mm. he was the leader, and when he was conquered, the entire army fell. Yeah. So that is like a business or your household without a culture. So my advisement to you is that you build a culture so that if you're down, the culture, everyone else rises instead of going up and down with you. So it's not dependent on solely my no, performance no. or whatever. You create the mm -hmm. culture. Like, this is what it is, mm -hmm. right? That's this sad. morning when I was in men's group, and it's like, it says, when, the mass, when is the master going to come? And I gave the analogy, I was a kid in my life where my room was clean, my chores were done. It didn't matter when my dad was going to get home. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter when I was going to get home because I always did shit right. Nice. Right? <clears throat> there's no fucking questions. When there's a bill in the mail, mm -hmm. there's always money in the bank. Yeah. When I got to go to Sam's Club, there's always money in the wallet. Mm -hmm. So I do all the right things for when I got to show up, I'm ready to go. Oh, this is a cool one. So how come you chose Lamborghinis and not Ferraris? Simple. If you read the story of Lamborghini and Ferrari, mm -hmm. and when Lamborghini went in to, to, to Enzo, 
right? Ferrucci went to Enzo and said, hey, you have a bad transmission. I build transmissions. Mm -hmm. Let me put this transmission. I've done it. And he's like, well, you're a tractor maker and was dismissed. That was a close-minded human. Mm -hmm. Ferrari built some badass cars. Yeah. But at the end of the day is this. What car did over 200 miles an hour production Lamborghini? Yeah. It's the best of the best. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so what car does not break down and can go 100,000 miles without having to take the motor out? Lamborghini. Mm. Nothing to talk about. Yeah. Right? I am the Lamborghini brand. Mm -hmm. What you see here is the Lamborghini brand. Yeah. Yeah. So... So, so you, the, the philosophy of Lamborghini aligns with you? It's my lifestyle. Lifestyle, okay. Right? Lamborghini craftsmanship, mm -hmm. right? With an edge. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I want to be able to sit with the farmer. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to sit with anybody off essential. I want to be able to sit with anybody. And at the end of the day, when I leave there, they still feel like, shit, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I live a Lamborghini lifestyle. Yeah, you embody it. Okay, sick. And I don't like looking at license plates either. What do you mean? Lamborghinis are always in front. I don't look at the license plates. I don't look in the rear view mirror. Oh, yeah. I like looking at the front end of a Ferrari, not the back end. <laughs> Do this faster. Okay, sick. Um, did you get the COVID vaccine? Oh, no. Come on. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I'm going to tell you right now yeah. about that whole thing. You can do what you want, whatever makes you feel good about your life. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I call it about life choices. I don't need that. I'm a Viking, dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Vikings don't, Vikings go out and conquer. Yeah. That shit's not going to help you. No. Yeah, oh, I didn't get, Silas had COVID three times. <laughs> he fought the fuck out of COVID. <laughs> yeah. Cause um, we were kind of debating that the other day. Like I, I mean, I seen like we had a videographer who worked with us, mm -hmm. healthy guy, 23, rode his bike every day. Mm -hmm. He got the vaccine and I get uh, enlarged heart, bro. He has to take antibiotics for the rest of his life, you know? So what do you think about that whole thing? You think it was a scam? Like, what do you think about it? This is where I'm at in my life, okay? I think that you need to pray and have God always give you what I think a, a wise mind. And so when I look at it, there's, I think, instead of focusing on the big picture, like, is it a scam? Is it this? Mm. You focus on your kitchen table. What's in front of you? What is your culture, mm -hmm. right? If someone comes to me and says, you know what, Jack? Pink panties are the way. <laughs> if we all wear pink panties, we're going to feel a certain type of way. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to disagree with you. Pink panties might feel a certain type of way, yeah. but it's not in my household. Yeah, yeah. That's right? just not going to fly. Right? Mm -hmm. The furthest I'm going to go is Lululemon men's underwear. Right? <laughs> but do you understand yeah. what I'm trying to say? No, I know exactly what you're trying so to say. So you got to learn to stand for something or fall for everything. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Like I am a very... I would say that, you know, I was born and raised Catholic. I studied with the Buddhist monks in Thailand. Mm. And so I tell people this, right? I know what my background and what I believe in. And then I know what my lifestyle is. Mm -hmm. And so I always tell people martial arts, Buddhist ways are like my lifestyle, not smoking, not drinking. Mm -hmm. But then I know what my faith is. And so when people are out there, like there was a, a person asking me the other day, is it the universe is this? I said, no, I'm divinely guided by God. Yeah. Period. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit there and use keywords to make you feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So that's for another time. But at the end of the day, I stand for what I believe.
Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there and say you're wrong or right. That's the only difference between me and everyone else. Yeah. I mean, that's your decision, right? Mm-hmm. What I, what I, what people don't realize about this, and I'm going to go to something pretty hard, vaccine. The number one thing that God gave us was free will. Okay? Mm-hmm. Free will for everything. And so what he's looking for us, then he gave us a set of Ten Commandments, rules. Jesus came and said, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. He never said there, I'm going to put man in place to, to get these rules and I'm going to enforce them. And this is what I, I think where people fall mm-hmm. as really stupidity, right? So think about this. So I am agnostic when it comes to politics. I have Republican friends. I have Democratic friends. Mm-hmm. I go based on if you're smart or fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. I know plenty of stupid Democrats. I know plenty of stupid Republicans. Yeah, that's facts. So mm-hmm. this is where I'm at, okay? So I, I like to use free will. Now focus with me on this, okay? Mm-hmm. So, so when someone's telling you something stupid. So we're out there voting, and they're like, if you're Christian, thou shall not kill, okay? Mm-hmm. So Republicans are running on that, saying, you know, take abortion out of there. Abortion's bad, mm-hmm. Okay. God gave us free will to make the decision. He's going to judge us. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's not for us. But in the same token, I'm like, let's send 10,000 soldiers overseas to kill people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is where I say use your brain. Okay? Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not kill. Let's outlaw abortion. Yeah. So then should we go and outlaw the armed forces? I'm mixed military. Yeah, and obviously Do you, not. Do you see what I'm trying to tell yeah, you? Yeah, I see, I see exactly what you're okay. trying to Okay, yeah. so then you go from a liberal perspective. Mm-hmm. We don't want to fight a war. Okay, well, if they end up on your doorstep, you're not going to have a choice. Yeah, and then you're going to need us to protect you. You see what I'm trying yeah. to tell you? Yeah, yeah. So it's the whole common sense principle. So yeah. I don't get involved in stupidity, right? Yeah. My whole thing is this. God gave me <clears throat> gifts. He gave me smarts. He gave me wisdom. He gave me discernment. Yeah. And he gave me strength. And so with all those gifts he's given me, I'm going to discern what's good for me and my family, and that's it. And I'll tell my friends this is what I think, and like I said, it's the gospel according to me. Yeah.